The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling Feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. You know, unless you're wearing Philly red or you're, you're a Philly, they don't like you. You know, and I love that. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. The Phillies are back in the NLCS. Take down the Braves 3-1, to one, win the series in four games. Shiel Kapadia here to talk about it. I'm not even going to waste any time. Let's get to the takeaways. First one, the Phillies were so clearly the better team in this series, and that has me feeling great about what is still to come in the NLCS and potentially in the World Series. Don't worry, I'm not going to Kapadia curse this thing and make any uh, grand proclamations, but just when you sit back and look at the way Game 4 and this series played out, where there's some heart attack moments, yes, of course, we'll get to those here in a minute, but think about the games we just watched. They just outscored the Braves 21-7. to 21-7 to in four games. There was nothing fluky about the Phillies win here. They lose one game, and in that game, they blew a 4 nothing lead. Their lineup was better. Their starters were better. Their bullpen was better. They came up bigger in bigger moments. They were more mentally tough. They were more clutch. Any way you slice it, they deserve to win this series. 
That Braves lineup, okay, led the majors in runs scored, in average, in OPS. Remember all those nuggets we were throwing out as, you know, we previewed the playoffs and we talked about what's to come against this Braves team? I mean, this was an all-time lineup, and the Phillies held them to a batting average of 186. The Braves scored seven runs in four games. This all-time lineup that we heard about all regular season long scored seven runs in four games. The way this played out has me feeling an irrational confidence about this team and what they're going to do here in the next couple of weeks. Maybe it's recency bias, but this team feels so much better, so much more complete than last year's team. It just does. Last year's team was kind of like the surprise comes out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, uh, upset in the fro. They upset the Braves. This is great. Back to playoff baseball. This team is just on a mission. They can win with their starting pitching. They can win with their bullpen. They can win with their lineups. They can win with home runs. They can win with, I don't know if small ball is the right word, but they can win without hitting home runs. Uh, they can do it all. And we've seen that. We've seen that for much of the season. They're peaking at the right time. They're healthy right now. Uh, so, I don't care about the regular season records. When you step back and you look at the way this series played out, and this could be their toughest. Again, I'm not going to jinx anything. They have tough, Diamondbacks are going to be tough. Whoever they play in the World Series, that's going to be tough. But the Braves were the clear favorites in the National League. Uh, Phillies, though, were the better team in this series. All right, that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two, three players carried this lineup. And if you go to like the, you know, the Phillies salary page and you look, all right, who's making the most money on this team? You know who are three names you'll see at the top there? Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, and Nick Castellanos. We talked about Harper. Game three was all about Harper. All-time game from a Philadelphia athlete, one that we will never forget. But look at what he did this entire series. He finishes the series batting 462 with a 611 on base percentage and three home runs. The man had 18 plate appearances and he got on base 11 of them, 11 out of 18 with the stakes at their highest. Uh, gave us a huge scare with the elbow in the eighth. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, I thought there was a chance when that moment happened, I'm going, you know, I have my little Google doc open and I'm like, all right, what am I going to talk about for this solo pod? You know, you got to get a little organized for the solo pod. I can't just come out here uh, and wing it. I'm not like a radio professional. I'm like, am I leading this thing? <laughs> is Bryce Harper going to be injured? Is he going to play in the NLCS? What version of Bryce Harper are we going to get in the NLCS? Like that felt like a devastating blow at the time. His reaction, Soto goes over and like gives him a hug and then realizes, wait, this man is screaming in agony. However, he said afterwards, it was just the funny bone. He's fine. Uh, I'm sure like many of you during the celebration on the field, I'm, I, I was happy for a moment. And then I'm like, all right, where's Harper? Is, is he celebrating? He's kind of standing in the back there a little bit. I'm going, oh no, he, he's not celebrating with his teammates. Then he gave someone like one of those, you know, those strong two-hand two hugs. You put both the arms around the guy uh, and, and he was squeezing the guy tight. I'm like, all right, he's, he's able to squeeze the fist. That's good. I, I think he's feeling fine. And then he was just going wild uh, in the locker room. He was just shaking the, the beer, spraying the beers, both hands. I, I noticed two hands, made sure the arms were good over the head as he was pouring beer on people. So uh, 
Looks like he's okay. <laughs> I can't believe uh, just the funny bone. I'm sure it hurt. I'm sure it was painful, but thank goodness because I thought uh, that was going to be terrible. But epic series from Bryce Harper. Once again, uh, last two postseasons against the Braves. He owns the Braves. He absolutely uh, owns the Braves. He's, he's built for these moments. If you didn't hear the Game 3 pod, did a big thing on Bryce Harper. You can go back and listen to that. Other two guys, Trey Turner hits 471. In this series, I mean, it's easy to forget now with all the stuff that happened late in this game. Fifth inning, he hits the go-ahead homer, goes four for four in a closeout game. I mean, come on, four for four in a closeout game. Imagine if I would have told you uh, third week of July, hey, uh, Trey Turner is going to be the only Philly to have a four-hit game in their franchise history in the postseason. And by the way, it's going to come in a closeout game against the Atlanta Braves. You would have laughed. Come on. No one uh, would have believed that, even if you thought Turner was going to turn his season around. He hits 471 in this series. The fielding's making me a little bit nervous. I'll be honest. But listen, if you hit 471 and a couple of your throws hit the dirt, uh, we can live with that. So monster series out of Trey Turner, just one of the biggest in-season Turner. Got to maybe the biggest. Has to be the biggest, right? I'll have to give that uh, some thought. If you If you can think of others that really rival an in-season turnaround like this, what we saw from Trey Turner, where he was legitimately one of the worst everyday players in the majors until, what was that date? August 3rd. And then from August 3rd uh, until now, here we are over two months later, and he looks like exactly uh, the guy that Phillies fans thought they were getting when they signed him in free agency this offseason. So Turner was great. And then we got to finish with uh, the man, Nick Castellanos. I mean, this man can feel when the fans in the stadium, when the butt cheeks are starting to clench. Listen, we talked about this on the last pod. My wife's feedback was, it's weird how much you talk about butt cheeks on these podcasts. What, like, what, what, what do you want from me? I mean, that's what, that's what it is. It's, the, it's that the tension you feel as a fan. Now, a uh, friend and listener, CNAS, went the other way. And he said, lean into it. You know, he, he said, maybe go uh, clench butt cheek meter, a CBC meter. I'm into, I like that. We're going with the CBC meter. The CBC meter was rising in the fourth inning. Braves take a one nothing lead. Again, it's you weren't panicking if you were a Phillies fan, but you were starting to think, ooh, all right, one nothing. They're wasting some opportunities against Strider. They've had men on. Alec Bohm is looking lost against this guy. They're just going to put Harper on. Uh, intentionally, is this thing going to go to a game five? Can I survive a game five? You know, just those thoughts, they start to creep into your head. Again, it wasn't major. It was only one nothing, but they start to creep in there. Next thing you know, Nick Castellanos, he can feel it. Second game in a row, he just smacks one. 404 feet, tie game, you're feeling good again. You exhale. The man did it two games in a row. He can sense it. He sense when the CBC meter is rising, and he says, no, 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 no. We're bringing that bad boy uh, back down. Castellanos, first player in baseball history. Baseball history to go multi-home run in back-to-back playoff games. I mean, Incredible. He hits 467 in this series with a team high four home runs. I think everybody is just like, you just watch him and you feel happy for the guy. Points to his son, his son's Liam's reaction. I mean, if you're, come on, you're a mom or a dad out there and you see that, it's making your, making your uh, heart melt when you see that. Uh, Nick Castellanos didn't have it last year. We talked about it on this podcast during the postseason. He struggled. 
you didn't have any confidence when he was coming up to the plate. But you could see, and again, we said this at the time, you could see how he was getting sort of intoxicated by the playoff vibes in Philadelphia. He was like, okay, like I, I do enjoy this. I'm not playing well, but I get it. I'm trying. I want to play well. It might not be happening right now. Was a great teammate last year. Was an even better teammate, it looked like, this year. I mean, he was front and center when Trey Turner was struggling, trying to help him through it, uh, urging the fans to give him that ovation to kind of rally behind him. Castellano starts out the season hot, cools off. But again, he's kind of still someone who you're rooting for all the way through, and now he catches fire at the perfect time. So uh, again, 467 in this series with a team high, four homers. So those three guys, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos. I, I just had to go check and make sure I was recording. The la- I'll be honest. That's the, the la- I had a panic moment there. <laughs> I'm looking at Cliff. I'll get to Cliff in a few here. But I had a panic moment there where I go, did I forget to start hit record? Listen, you watched that game with me. You watched that Kimbrel Acuna at bat. I can't be expected to be operating uh, at the proper levels at this point. So that's why you just heard a little pause. I go, oh my God. And then I looked in the recorder. No, no, no. I did remember uh, to record. So I'm good there. All right. Those three guys, Harper, Turner, Castellanos, they all hit over 460 individually in this series and they combine for nine home runs. Those three players, uh, incredible. They carried them. This wasn't like a daycare, uh, you know, type series. Brandon Marsh was very good. Uh, certainly, uh, last two games here, he he got going, and that's a great sign for the next series. But this was a hey, your highest paid players are going to have to carry you in this big spot, and they did that uh, against the Braves. So that was uh, that was fantastic. All right, takeaway number three: Topper is a freaking madman with this bullpen management, but guess what? It worked. I mean, you, you can't even predict. Like, you're on text threads with your friends. Go, All right, who do you think is going to pitch the sixth? All right, who do you think is going to... And you're always wrong. Like, you have no idea. It's so weird. It, it, it is so different watching baseball now than it was watching in the past where you're like, all right, this is the setup, man. This is the closer. This guy's coming in. If they need two innings in the fifth and the sixth, totally different now. You have no idea what the guy is going to do. So sixth inning, Sir Anthony comes into the game, gets two outs, Austin Riley single. So Topper says, okay, I'm going Alvarado. Alvarado comes in. He gets Olsen. Okay, you're feeling good about that. But you're saying, wait, did he just bring in Alvarado for one batter? That feels like kind of a waste. Then you go to the seventh inning. He sticks with Alvarado. Alvarado gets two outs. You're feeling good. All right, Alvarado, get us the four outs. Take us through the uh, take us through the seventh, and we'll be good going into the eighth and the ninth. Well, Alvarado all of a sudden just loses control. Walks Pilar. Walks Arcia. The seven and eight hitters. Alvarado, the most trustworthy arm in that bullpen, walks the seven and eighth hitters, and then they bring in Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I mean, Kimbrell comes in to face Darno. With two on, we've all seen Kimbrel pitch with runners on base. Uh, we've all seen those extra innings games where he comes in and you're like, this is an absolute disaster. So he comes in, he's just got to get one out. But again, there are runners on base. You do not feel good about this. Don't lie to me and tell me you felt good about this. You did not. I did not. I know Cliff did not. Nobody did. He walks Darno. I'll be honest. 
that felt like the walk that like <laughs> in an alternate universe where they lose this series in five games, that would have been the walk we're talking about for years to come. Because not only does it load the bases, but it brings up Ronald Acuna to face Craig Kimbrell with the bases loaded. This was the heart attack at bat of the playoffs, of the series. Not of my lifetime. There have been others in my lifetime. But in terms of this year, that was the heart attack at bat. They go back and forth. Acuna gives one a ride. Left center field. 370 feet. You're going, is this going out? Is this going to the wall? Is this going in the gap? But Johan Rojas, the man just covers so much ground out there, makes it look so easy. He makes the catch. You exhale. I mean, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I might have blacked out. I didn't know what was going on at that moment in time. I swear I just had my hands on my head uh, and were just was just staring uh, at the TV at that moment. Again, that ball goes 370 feet. They have this uh, this stat expected batting average. You know, it looks at every ball that's hit and says, all right, what's the batting average? On um, That had a 470 expected batting average. But you know what? When you got Johan Rojas playing center field, that is a zero. That is a zero. That is not a 470. So Kimbrell gets him uh, eighth inning. Kimbrell comes back out, gets two outs. Soto gets Olsen. And then the ninth. Uh, I mean, this might have been the biggest surprise when you look at how Topper managed the bullpen. Soto comes back out. I couldn't believe it. They're showing the bullpen and no one's warming up. I'm like, no, that must be a mistake. You're going to earlier footage or something. Where is Cousin Jeff? Somebody find, did Cousin Jeff get lost coming to the ballpark? Did Cousin Jeff have a flat tire? Why is Cousin Jeff not throwing in the bullpen right now? It's Soto. Soto comes back out. He walks Ozuna. Murphy singles. Oh, no. Here we go. Tying runs on base. Winning run at the plate. Topper goes to Matt Strong. Raise your hand if you thought he was going to do what he was going to do. All right, you're lying. Any of you who just raised your hand, you are absolutely lying because Matt Strom, I swear, he was in the game for like three minutes in real life. Less than that. 90 seconds, 60 seconds. He got out of that hitting so quickly. Eight pitches, seven strikes. He goes through Pilar. He goes through Rosario. He goes through Grissom. A weak liner. A fly out. A strikeout. I couldn't believe what I was saying. No stress at all. Doesn't give up a single run. How did that happen? I have no idea. Incredible, incredible job by Matt Strom, regardless of how this season ends. Uh, that's got to be remembered. Closeout game, ninth inning, two on against the best, quote unquote, best lineup in baseball. And you go one, two, three. On eight pitches, he threw one ball. Eight pitches, seven strikes. Uh, just an incredible job. The bullpen during this series, okay, 18 and two-thirds innings allowed only three earned runs. Incredible job by the bullpen in this series. Obviously needed them in the two games Ranger Suarez pitched, but needed them in the other games uh, as well. And they came through over and over again. I mean, you typically would expect them uh, to give you, uh, you know, Kimbrell gave us enough stress, but that's like par for the course. Overall though, man, you couldn't have asked for anything more. That's going to be a weapon in the future series. All right, that's three. Let me take a quick break. I'll get to four and then I'm going to bring Cliff on 
Got to get his take on what it was like for him watching this series and watching this game four. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. What's one game I like on the week six schedule? You know what? I like the Dolphins minus 13 and a half at home against the Panthers. I know it's a big number, but man, that offense just goes up and down the field. Panthers look a little lifeless, look a little little lost right now. Uh, So I know it's a big number, but I like the Dolphins to cover that. Maybe try to get that before it gets to 14 or listen, do whatever you want. Make an, uh, go with something else. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options and some great new product features like the Explore tab for the simplest way to bet, the Parlay Hub to see what is trending now, a ton of new live betting options, and more. And FanDuel is now live in Kentucky. Download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boosts, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Philly and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we are back on the Ringers. Philly special, Shield Kapati here. Phillies going back to the NLCS for the second year in a row. Listen, don't take these for granted. We had such a long stretch of no playoff baseball. And now we have this team where it just feels like they were built for these moments. Uh, these players, likable team, lovable team uh, right now. So back to the NLCS, uh, you know what, uh, 26? Yeah, 26 of the uh, 30 teams are at home right now. Four teams left standing here. Phillies are one of them for the second straight season. All right, takeaway number four. Do not forget about what Ranger Suarez did in this game and in this series. We just take that guy for granted. He did not have the greatest regular season. It was a little up and down. It was a little shaky. He battled through some injuries, but we saw him do it last year. And he's just, again, the the theme with a lot of these guys on this Phillies team is they're not scared and you trust them. Not all of them, but there are so many guys on this team where you say, you know what? I don't know that it's going to happen for them right now in this spot, in this moment, but I trust them. They're not scared. They're, we'll see what happens. They're going to give everything they have. He's one of those guys. I mean, all he did in this series, again, against the quote-unquote uh, best line, one of the best lineups we've seen in our lifetime, eight and two-thirds innings pitched, four hits, one earned run. One earned run in eight and two-thirds innings, a 1.04 ERA in two games. This closeout game, he goes five innings, allows three hits, one earned run. It was a weak home run. Uh, to left field, I think would have been a home run in like 14 of the 30 ballparks. Uh, that was the only run he gave up. He didn't walk anybody. He threw strikes. He was terrific. So uh, looking ahead, again, reason I have that irrational confidence, now you set up the rotation. Game one is going to be on Monday against the Diamondbacks. You get Zach Wheeler for that game. You get Aaron Nola for game two, and then you get Ranger Suarez for game three, and we'll see what they decide to do after that. But man, you have to love the way that sets up, given how well those guys pitched in this series, uh, pitched against the Marlins. Uh, the pitching staff has just been incredible. The starters have been incredible so far, and Suarez is absolutely one of those guys. So getting those three days off is huge. If you lost this game, you would have had to pitch Wheeler on 
Saturday, and now you're potentially starting the NLCS on Monday with Aaron Nola, uh, and then you're going to Suarez in game two there. I mean, it would have been totally different than it is now. So it was very important for the Phillies to finish this out in game four. That's exactly what they did. Ranger Suarez, once again, coming up huge. Uh, just so cool out there. You know, you had that grounder uh, to him. Who was that? Acuna just calmly fields it. Throws it. Even, even when he shows his like hands to the uh, ump when he's coming off the field, he does that cool. He's like tossing his glove back and forth. He's like, you're not going to find anything on these hands. Come on now. Uh, so uh, great job out of Ranger Suarez. All right. Let's bring in the man. Been waiting patiently. Who's, who, who's produced roughly 7,000 podcasts this week, who, as he said, talks to me more than he talks to his own family uh, this time of year, who's going to be on with me again in like eight hours to do an NFL podcast, the hardest working man at the ringer, Philly's fan with his temple cherry and white shirt on, Cliff Augustine. Cliff, how we doing? Man, shoot. <laughs> We're going back second year in a row, going back to the NLCS. I told you my boys was going to come through. I knew they was going to come through after that heartbreaking split. Shout out to Arcia, you know, for for attaboy <laughs> Bryce, you know. Shout out to him for getting things sparked up, making the series a little bit more interesting. Shout out to the fans. Seriously. First of all, shout out to the fans, man. Like, when you yeah. go in Citizens Bank Park, that is a real home field advantage. Even though Strider, he did end up having, you know, somewhat of a decent game. Like, if you go out there and you say, hey, I need a starter to do this, 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 and this. Strider had a pretty solid game. He had gave up three runs again. His team couldn't come through for him because all of them were scared when they touched that. When that plane landed in Philly, they knew they wasn't going back to Atlanta for a game <laughs> five. All of them were shook once they got to Citizens Bank Park. You saw it when RC was in the dugout tonight. He was giving fans was giving him hell. He was trying to get. I didn't watch that me. clip. What was it? I I got sent that. What what was he doing? He he was yelling, turning around, and yelling back at yeah, the fans. Is that what around. was happening? He was turning around and yelling at the fans because the fans were giving him hell, and okay. uh, they were heckling him. Obviously, you got when you come to Philly, you already know what's going to happen, man. Like as an away team, <laughs> you cannot come here expecting fans to play nice with you. It's not going to happen. So Arcia <laughs> turned around, and the fans were giving faces. He's giving them faces back. You could tell he's clearly frustrated. Dude didn't do anything all series. He pretty much made his team lose the series after winning 100 games again, back-to-back years, and you guys fall to the little old Phillies again. I mean, listen, it doesn't get much better than this. And now they have a home series as a wild-card team because the Diamondbacks did their thing. Yeah, because the Diamondbacks did their thing against the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks got to come to the East Coast. And that listen, I think when they see Citizens Bank Park and they see red that red October going crazy, all those flags going crazy, at Citizens Bank Park, they might get shook. They might. That's a good team, by the way. The Dimebacks are a very good team. They but are they a good will, team. They are a very good team, but they are going to be shook once they see that crowd at Citizens Bank Park. Look, man, I'm just, I'm just happy to see that the Phillies just have people and players that want to be playing in the city and show toughness and show heart. Look at Nick Castellanos' redemption story, man. Like, yeah, this dude last year was swinging at anything and everything because he was so nervous at the play and didn't know what to do. And this year he improves his RBI count by 44 and his home run count by 16. And he, he hits two solo shots tonight and pretty much just wins the game and then has the funniest interview I've ever seen in my life after oh the game. Oh, my gosh. That was How, awesome. Talk about listen, that for people who this, didn't see okay, it. Okay. All right. This is what we need to do. We need to collectively, <laughs> you and I, we need to collectively teach a journalism class somewhere. And that is just the video that you will put up on what not to do 
is to not ask a question and just tell somebody, hey, you guys Listen. won the game again and you hit you hit two home runs. How do you feel? Or not, he didn't even say that. He didn't even say how you feel. He just left it at that. He's like, well, what's the question? Like, are we going oh anywhere with this? Like, what's what's going on here? But, Listen, we've all had bad bad moments, uh, you know, interviewing coaches, athletes, uh, questions you want back. But yes, that that was funny. For those who didn't see it, it was the TBS interview and he's getting interviewed on the field. And yeah, it was something like Cliff said, like, you guys are going back uh, to the NLCS. You beat the Braves. Three one, and <laughs> just goes like, "Was there a question in there? What? What was the question?" And that's true. You always have you have to ask a question. You can't just say a statement and wait for a person to respond. You also, you know, if we're going deeper, you know, we did a little journalism one on one on the last pod, uh, Cliff. If we're going a little deeper, you don't want to ask the yes and no question. That's a no no. You don't want to ask a two part question. Like these, 100%. their time is they're going to forget about one of the parts. You're not going to get both those. So you want to ask an open ended question. That requires them uh, to expand. It's got to be, you know, it's got to just focus on one thing and it what, can't why, be how? a statement. Yeah. What, so there why, you go. How? There you go. Just, Journalism again, this, 101. This, we're going to teach our class. We're going. We're we got to find a school that will let us teach a class on journalism because we've been we've been itching to do this for a little while and it just hasn't come to fruition yet. But you know, I know you did your little trek out in Westchester. Hopefully, some, one of these days, Temple might give me a phone call, bring bring the son back to campus, and you know, help me teach these kids how to ask some real questions. But either way, man, like I'm just super amped. I'm ha- I'm glad you know, that this team actually gives us hope. I'm glad we have players that want to be here and they constantly remind us that they want to be here. My dude, Matt Strom, close. You, did you show love to Strom in your uh Yeah, yeah, that was, I, I, yeah, I ended it. I mean, what were you thinking? Be honest, when Strom comes when Strom in the game in that spot, yeah. Were you confident? You weren't confident. I wasn't confident. Two on, he, especially the yeah. way he did it, eight pitches. Yeah, I wasn't confident because it was a righty, it was a righty uh, at bat. And I was just like, I, I don't know about all this. But honestly, I wasn't confident in Craig at all. I thought Craig was about to blow the game wide open. Yeah, it, it, that, that was ball was a couple. That ball was a couple of feet from 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 uh, from the team getting back on that plane going to Atlanta again. Yeah. And that would have been a freaking nightmare. But shout out yeah. to Craig, man. You got to give him his credit. Uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. He got out of a jam. That was a he tough got situation out of to it. come into. Tough situation to come into gave you uh, what six? He had collectively six outs, I believe. Right, Craig. Not uh, uh, no, not six. He had. Let me look at the box score here. I think he had four. Uh, did he have four? Let's see. Uh, Kimbrel had. I know what uh, three. He, yeah, he he ended up three? pitching uh, oh. one inning. Sir Anthony goes two thirds. Yes, Alvarado yes. one. Kimbrel one. Uh, Soto one third, and uh, Strom gets the final the three final. outs. Uh, yes. of the game. So just I, uh, I, incredible job way, by the bullpen. Either way, Craig came in in a tough spot, and I yo, I really thought the game was over. I thought he was going to blow the game. That ball went in the air, and it just kept traveling and traveling and traveling. And I saw, yeah. I saw uh, Rojas and, and Marsh keep going back and back. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. like, no, no, I no, double. no, I thought it was a yeah. double. Yeah. And then when it yeah. fell, when it finally dropped in his glove, I was like, oh, And I love it. He God. was so pumped. He had all the yeah. reactions out. He, man, he, it, is, it is a luxury to have a guy like that out there in yes. center field. Like the ground he covers, you kind of take – you probably take it for granted – Sometimes, but not a lot uh, is going to drop there. To your point about the uh, home field advantage, Cliff, uh, like the Phillies, this is from uh, Sarah Langs. The Phillies are now 26 and 11 in the Shout postseason. Out to Sarah Langs, former at, coworker. Oh, nice. At Citizens Bank Park, uh, that is a 703 win percentage, the best record in the postseason for any team in any park. They, the Phillies have won over 70% of their playoff games. 
at home since Citizens Bank Park opened. I mean, you you can't that argue with like, real. like they, they've out homered their opponents cliff at Citizens Bank Park by 32. And that's, that's not like, crazy. well, yeah, well, Citizens Bank Park is a homer. For, yeah, both teams are hitting both at teams Citizens have the Bank Park. Though, right? Yeah, they yeah. both have the advantage. <laughs> 32 home runs. Uh, right. Again, most, uh, my, my most two, uh, my, differential. For a poor team against the Braves, like think about it, The Braves just hit 300 home runs this season. I like, know. what do you mean? And they hit uh, three, I think, in this series. Exactly. Three home runs so in this entire we, series. What are we talking about here? If the Braves were so big and bad, they should have smoked every pitcher. That, they they had Ranger yeah. Suarez on the mound twice. By the way, love Ranger Suarez. Not coming at him in any way, shape, or form. But he is not Zach Wheeler. He is not, you know, an yeah. ace-level pitcher. But he <laughs> that that's your advantage right there. All right, you had to play him twice. And y'all still only resulted in three home runs after you had three hundred the entire season and won one hundred and four games. Like I don't want they won both their season. they won both their Suarez versus Strider yeah. starts. I mean, imagine like that Think coming into that. the uh, series. They won both of them. Like going in, you're like, man, they might need to split split that. Like for it, they won yeah. both of them. I mean, that is uh, that's incredible. Did you see the t-shirts during the cell? I don't know if you had the celebration uh, on yeah, or I not. Have, I did but, have the celebration one. Uh, okay. This one was like attaboy. Harper. Yeah. Like, it was, wasn't supposed to hear it, that. Yeah. It was the young man, Orion Kirkering. Now, yeah. I don't know if all of them had the shirts or what, but yeah, it's a attaboy Bryce on the front. Then he wasn't supposed to hear it uh, on the back. <laughs> Listen, you, you said it like, thank you. To, thank you to Arcia because that like we're team content. Everybody, you know, up. Yeah, and, we're, and like that was great content. Yeah, and it woke everybody. I mean, everybody. Like, listen, I think the Phillies win it anyway. But some of the the staring at him, the wearing the t shirts, like that, it, that this rivalry stuff makes the experience so much more fun than when you're just beating some random team and no one really like that. Like him yelling at like that stuff. That is why we love sports. Strider, is that no, the these guys didn't Strider. like each other. The yeah. Striders. I mean, this is this is why uh, we love watching this stuff. It adds so much juice. And to your point, Arcia hits one fifty four in the series. Two womp, hits, womp, womp. fourteen womp. plate appearances. Both his hits were singles. Oh, another okay. villain. Two good yeah. villains on this. Arcia and Strider are two yeah. great villains to have uh, in our lives. What is it about Strider that makes everyone just despise him here in, in Philly? Like, what is it? I, is well, it the whole I look. I think like, one, he's good. Like, he's yeah. good. So that always yeah. helped when you have. You know, it was like the the Eagles Cowboys rivalries when I was growing up. It's like, all right, they're good. This that adds juice to it when you're 100%. like, all right, this guy is, is a good player. So there's that. I think there's the mustache. I think there's the, the tight pants. I've seen that kind of like <laughs> that has come up multiple times to me in the past. There, why is he wearing his pants so tight? This guy. So uh, I think uh, I think all division those rival things. too as well, right? Like division just rival two years him. in a row at Citizens yeah. Bank Park. Yeah, and all those he. The way he was, uh, but he, it's funny because like, I don't think he's ever actually like said anything about Philly or Philly fans in particular. It's just like the yeah, fans just right. wanted, they just, they found someone that they wanted to just pounce on and attack. And he just so happened to be that guy. And I love every bit of it because he's, yeah. the best, he's like, he's the best pitcher on their team. Dude is really good. Like really, really yeah. good. And they were just like, he'll be in our lives for a while. Uh, yes. This, yes. The, the I think villain, he's only 20. As a villain. I think he's only like twenty four or twenty five, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, yeah, yeah, so he's gonna be he's gonna be in Atlanta for a little while. That dude is <laughs> really good. I can't. <laughs> We're gonna be having this conversation every October. Yeah, probably. It, it, exactly, right. but man, at the end of the day, I'm just so happy to see the Phillies. You know, put put on for the city another year in a row. Having, I don't want to hear nothing about who like 
the Philly prodigal son is right now as far as like athletes go because it's probably a tie between uh Bryce Harper and Jalen Hurts just based off of like the attitude the mentality yeah I think that's like going you, you know what I'm saying like going into work just, they're very similar I, like in in a right, way you know right like, yeah, right they like, do, by, like like neither guy is scared the moment's not too big for them uh they're very yeah if you are a fan of clutch, either you're like yeah they come through so yeah by, by all that. means necessary like no nonsense none of this like yeah. Uh, coming up short in big moments. No winning over everything. Those right, two guys right, winning right. over everything. And they're like, they're going to be the reason you win, but it still is like, and I know that sounds like cliched and like, what he's winning, but like, watch how those two guys just, you know, like how they carry business. themselves. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's all about what do I need to do for my team to win on this day, in this moment, in this spot. Nothing else. Like, I know there's others, but that is like above every, that is legitimately above everything else for those two guys. And that's why everyone loves them. So yeah, if, if Harper, listen, if the Phillies do this and uh, complete it, that's just going to put him on another level. It, he'll be uh, one and we'll see what Hurts does the Bro, rest of I'm the season seeing, come January. But man, I'm already seeing a lot of hot takes of like Bryce Harper might be the best player I've ever seen as a Philly. Like there's, there's yeah. a lot of that chatter going on. Right, I still need to see more. Don't get me wrong. I love Bryce, but there's there's still listen. There's a bunch of dudes that got rings on the Phillies that are Phillies legends. Yeah, that we've that well that we've seen personally, and there's guys even before our time that you know that have done it at a higher level as well too. So I still need to see more. But as far as like favorite favorite Phillies for me, he's right up there with the Jimmy Rollins of the world, the Chase Ellies of the world, the Ryan Howards of the world, the Roy Holidays of the world. Like I I love everything about his attitude. I tweeted or X'd, posted, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Yeah. I said he embodies everything that Philly wants in an athlete. And like, man, like it's so refreshing to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like to see that within him and to see that within Jalen and you see the results, right? Those are the two best teams in Philly, like by far. And the ones yeah. that we actually genuinely care about because, you know, we got the basketball team coming up, which we – Everybody, we will provide some analysis on the basketball team coming. They up were soon. there. Did you see that? Yeah, and beat it, Max. I, I now, did. now, now, everybody's standing there, and beats just in the stands there. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> like the wood. I thought that wasn't that a little weird. Imagine, like he's just he's blocking a whole section. That's what my friend says. Yeah, for a ticket, and there's a seven foot man standing in front That's, of you, obstructing your entire yeah. view. <laughs> while you're watching the Phillies in the playoffs and you're missing probably every key mo- like yeah. he's literally standing up. <laughs> you can't see it. I mean it must have been a yeah, shout out to my sitting down. Can you see? Like yeah, you're how right. can you even see that? I saw Tyrese Max, he was there. I saw yeah. uh, Jordan Davis was there. Fletcher Cox was actually in the Jordan um, Davis was rooting for the Braves though, he said. Oh, is that what He's it was? He's a Georgia, Georgia boy. Yeah. Is it because of J- Okay, all right. Yeah. Saw, all right, never mind then. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Fletcher Cox in there with his Red October uh, his red yeah. October hoodie. He went in the locker room and dapped up Castellanos. Uh, in the oh, he did? Room, oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty dope. That was pretty dope to see. So it was a lot of, like, it was a lot of Philly love in there. Fletcher Cox, another Philly hero, Super Bowl champion. We see yeah. him do amazing things in the community. Um, it, like, I like, I like that camaraderie right there. And I'm I like the cross team stuff is always yeah. fun when like one yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah athletes from one team go to the other team's games and are cheering and you know, celebrating yeah I, I always uh am kind of uh, I appreciate a, a sucker that. I for appreciate that for that sure too. yeah because you see the there's there's that genuine love between the athletes within the city and I'm like obviously in Philly it's just a little bit different the way we treat our athletes the way we talk about our athletes because like it's a constant news cycle 
of, yo, he did this or he did that or why didn't they just play like this or he stunk today or he was the greatest player ever today. Like we, in Philly, like we get it. The attitude is we live and die by our athletes and just to see them support each other because they know what it takes and they know how hard it is to play in the city. So I like seeing them support each other, whether it's, you know, Eagles players going to Sixers games, whether it's, you know, Phillies players going to Flyers games, you know, Flyers players going to an Eagles, whatever. Like, I just love seeing it. Even legends that hang around, too, like the Brian Dawkins. Were, I saw Joe Bland was the uh, was the uh, first pitch tonight as well, too. So it's yeah. cool to see dudes like that hang around as well. I know I see Jaws a lot, you know, around, the you know, the Eagles organization. And um, Brian see, Dawkins I, I like, tweets through the games. Have you have you seen that? I, I didn't even know that. Brian Dawkins yeah, tweets he, through the games? He, he, well, I don't know. That, yeah, I'm looking at his Twitter right now. He says... Dem doggone fighting Phillies. They are, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> hashtag Yo. dropping bombs. Hashtag unfinished business. That's what he's quote tweeting the Phillies and, and doing these. It can't get over back to back homers after showing love to Charlie Manuel for his recovery and love. Uh, uh, could not have written it any better. How's your hearts doing this lovely evening? That had to be during the Kimball Acuna at that. Yeah, he's literally, he had like, he has like five tweets. Uh, during the game, as he's watching the game, that's uh, Yo, that's, that, that, that's awesome. That's Shut pretty up. cool. All right, yeah, we hear the Charlie Manuel too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here, here's the here's the schedule. We got game one Monday at home, eight oh seven Citizens Bank Park. Game two Tuesday, Citizens Bank Park, eight oh seven. Then kind of a weird one. Game three Thursday, five oh seven Eastern time in Arizona. So that's an early start uh, on Thursday. Game three, game four, uh, Friday, 8.07 in Arizona. Game five, Saturday, 8.07 in Arizona. And then if necessary, games six and seven would be at Citizens Bank Park the following Monday and Tuesday. So it's a two, uh, two, three, two format starting in Philadelphia, potentially ending in Philadelphia against the Arizona Diamondbacks. We will have it all covered, of course, Cliff, uh, and uh, we'll have Eagles on Sunday. Man, I can't even keep my day straight. Yeah, we got tomorrow we're doing NFL show. Sunday we're doing Eagles. uh, We got Eagles Jets Sunday. Then Monday, Tuesday, we're going to have Phillies post-game pods. Then Thursday, Friday, we're going to have Phillies post-game pods. Who do the Eagles play next week? The Dolphins. Then we're going to have Phillies Diamondbacks and Eagles Dolphins. Got to do it's the busy. previews too. Like we got, oh we got gosh. a lot going on. We here, got man. a lot to go. And then the Sixers start too. Like we I know, got to mention it. The, I think the season starts in twelve days. I it's know, crazy. it's crazy. We do have to do a, some type of. Uh, season I love it though. Pre- this is the best time of the year. Fall. This man. is a Fall's, great time of year. This is, this is when everything starts up. Flyers. Uh, I think they, they started. started. They started yeah. tonight. We don't even know if they won. That tells you how much we're locked into the Flyers. Uh, we have we no idea. Tap in. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get. We got to give. We got to give I'm the fans some type here. of Flyers preview here somewhere. Did the Flyers preview? They just started their season. What do you mean Flyers preview? Did the Flyers? We got to do something go. for the for the Flyers fans that did, listen. Did to the Flyers? No, oh no, I put did the Flyers win? And it was did the Flyers win the stand? The Flyers won. Clip. Flyers okay. are undefeated. Take it down. The there Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's go. Four to two. Maybe Let's they're go, winning baby. the Stanley Cup this year. There you go. Here All we right. go. All right, Cliff will host a uh, uh, Flyers pod. You'll get that three days a week starting next week. All right, that'll do it for this one. Uh, Phillies are now 
3-0 this postseason when I decide to do a solo pod. So many of you were tweeting at me saying, you know, you have to do solo pods for the NLCS. Yes, that's correct. Monday will be a solo pod uh, with me for better or worse. I have no choice but to do that until they lose the game. And then we can have guests on again if we want to do that. Or who knows? Maybe I'll just, you know, maybe I'll just jump on and do this the rest of the way. We'll see how it works out. All right. Thank you to Cliff for producing. Thank you to everyone for listening. Solak and I will be here to recap Eagles, Jets on Sunday, and then it's on to the NLCS. All right, have a great weekend and talk to everybody on Sunday. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.